Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. If you're a Disney Plus subscriber and you're watching The Mandalorian, Jack and I have a podcast for you. Every week, we'll discuss the latest episode of The Mandalorian and talk about other great content and maybe some not-so-great content on Disney Plus as well. As two lifelong Star Wars fans, we have a ton of fun geeking out over all the little details of the show, and we want you to join us every Monday. So search for Disney Plus Reviews. That's Disney P-L-U-S Reviews. Hey, Phil, how about that, Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda says, What's the podcast? Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks. A podcast that's not rude or just enigmatically distant and fashionably late. <laughs> It's Sif Pop. Welcome to Sif Pop Weekly, streaming live most Saturday mornings are available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless you're, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. <laughs> patrons get those perks. Uh, I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and each week we'll chat about movies, TV, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And please welcome our guest this week. He's trouble with a capital T, and that rhymes with E, and that stands for Ian Whittington? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> sure, yeah. sure. Okay, hello. It works, it I'll, I'll allow it. It's a little weird, but I'll allow it. Ian, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Um, in America. We fu- yeah, Ian has joined us in America. We're actually in the same room. Um, we're in the room where it's happening. Uh, <laughs> we are. We are. Yeah. I wished it, and so it is. And so it is. Uh, so uh, it's interesting. We find ourselves sometimes in places uh, with this podcast where it's like, okay, going away for a little bit, you know, going to take a little bit of a break. Do we just skip a week of the podcast, or do we find a way to, to talk about something? And I like the latter, you know, the latter yeah. thing. Like, let's find a way to talk about something. This is one of two podcasts, Ian, that I think you and I will be doing just as a pair over the next month. The other one is uh, Awards Weekend. You're going to the awards show, yeah. uh, the Critics' Choice Awards with me. At least that's the plan. And uh, and so what, we'll, I mean, unless they don't let me on the plane, like what, how does this plan not happen? Listen, you know what? <laughs> I just I just always want to put it out there yeah, that things can change. Things happen. You know, yeah. once I died, and you know, yeah. you, never, you know what? That's you know, fair. It, it, that's it absolutely does happen fair. occasionally. It's all about you. 
It is always uh, all about me. And uh, and that, as long as we all remember that, we'll, we should be good. But, uh, but yeah, so I like to, in those situations, go, okay, let's still try to put out some content this week, do a good mm-hmm. show. We're going to do a full show today. We've got two things to review, but it's a little bit, you know, interesting. Different. I think it's the first time we're ever reviewing a Broadway show. Um, and so Which that's going to be, I yeah, we both got a chance to see the music man, uh, mm-hmm. with Hugh Jackman on Broadway. And so we're going to talk about it, uh, on the show. We're also going to talk about Cyrano because it finally comes out into theaters this week. I feel like we saw this movie three well, months ago. We, we did see this movie okay. three months ago <laughs> when I saw it on the email, I was like, well, that's weird. Why is he doing films that have been out for a long time? <laughs> is there really nothing out at the minute? It's a weird awards so thing. Where it's, yeah, where it's just like screeners come and then it's like, oh, we're not releasing this movie until the end of February. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. All right. Do, Strange. do what you're doing. Um, so anyhow, uh, so that's going to be the show today. We've also got a best ever challenge uh, in honor of Cyrano with best ever movies that end in the <laughs> letter O. Uh, well, you, mm, this won't get me kicked off a spot forever. <laughs> Ian has already warned me that yeah. he is going to take liberties with this category. And look, I only get one veto, so I'm going to have to to use it well. Uh-huh. Uh, by the way, veto would be a great movie title veto that actually great- ends in the letter is there a oh, movie called i don't Vito? know there really there needs should to be. be there should be i do want to clarify the wording um the best ever challenge is films that end where is it films that i think it just films that end with an o i don't think you say letter well i did put the o in quotes so you, that was how far more wiggle room than you ever should have allowed me <laughs> <laughs> no, the quotes mean exact. Or the quotes are like, this is exact. It has oh, to be O. Yeah. Oh, no, I have the exact opposite meaning of that. That means that O, you know what I mean. <laughs> o, oh, that's interesting. Room. I do understand what you're saying because sometimes when people do like the quote like, sign, it's like, oh, you're happy. Quote, unquote, happy. Yes, you know, that's or exact, that kind of thing. quote, unquote, O. But in a journalistic sense, when you put quotes around something, it means this is exactly what uh, that person said. Otherwise, so it has to be paraphrased. I guess, yeah. yeah okay. Um, so. you f- I forgot that I had a journalistic background. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Part of the fun is stretching the categories, <laughs> and uh, we'll see how all that goes. Oh, my. And then, of course, we've got some buried treasure that we'll uh, get to as well. But um, before, uh, one more thing before we head in, just another reminder, you can make your Sposkers picks. There's been some news that's come out about the Oscars that when we can talk about this a little bit ian if you want to Mm -hmm. um that they are shoving like eight categories off of the broadcast Uh like and i just heard today they're gonna tweet them out before the show starts so you what is this don't what are you doing just mail the awards what is the point here oscar like what what i i don't Look, I think the idea is normal people don't care about these categories, so why are we putting them in the show? And I'm like, who are you making the show for? Normal people don't care about the whole thing. Who is sitting on their couch? Who is sitting on their couch going, oh, I I wasn't going to watch the Oscars, but now that they're not awarding sound design in the main show, I'm going to watch. I'm in. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. Who is sitting on their couch going... Oh, you know what? If they could actually keep this show at just three hours, I'd watch. That person wants a 30-minute summary the next day on YouTube. They're not going to sit and watch the show. Make the show for the people who like movies. Mm-hmm. I don't understand these decisions. They're so dumb. Does the Super Bowl just like cut away from the boring parts of the game? <laughs> well, there wouldn't be much left. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm that's saying. That's the point, yeah. And do you know how many people who don't like football watch the Super Bowl because it's just what 
people yeah. go have a party and they watch it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll go play cards in the other room or have snacks or whatever and not really care about it. But it's on because mm-hmm. it's football and somebody in their life loves football. And the actual broadcast itself knows that it's about a football game. Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole thing with the Oscars is just let it be about movies. Yeah. Let it be for people who love movies. And then people who love people who love movies, they'll sit in the room occasionally too. But yeah. it's just like, oh. It just frustrates me so much. It's just the wrong direction. I think you've said everything I could possibly (laughs) say about it. You're absolutely right. It's for the people who love movies. The only way you're going to popularize it and get everyone in seats is if you you nominate the Avengers movies and you do all of that kind of stuff in Fast and the Furious. And that's not what the Oscars is about. But see, that mindset, I don't mind as much as stuff like this. Mm. Like, I don't mind there being a conversation about what makes a movie the best movie of the mm-hmm. year. And if if what makes the movie a best movie of the year is that it appeals to a broad audience, mm-hmm. I think that's a legitimate argument to use. But let's have those conversations mm. and not make like the whole, you know, most popular Oscar mm-hmm. or like those kind of things. I didn't like that either because people are making movies and there sh- we're just we want an award show to celebrate movies. Yeah. And if Spider-Man No Way Home gets a nomination because enough people in the academy think, "No, that that is a great movie." Mm-hmm. Because it was broadly popular and also because there are talented people at work. That's the other thing. I think mm-hmm. it discounts the fact that a movie like, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home or in other years, a big blockbuster or whatever. It, th- there are talented people that work on them doing amazing work. Yeah. Um, Willem Dafoe's work in Spider-Man No Way Home is incredible. Yes. Like, it's really good. So, so yeah, I don't mind that as much as this nonsense of let's make the, the award show you know, more for the common man. Well, they just seem to be focusing on either A, dumbing it down, or B, simply the length. And it's like, people don't mind sitting through long things. Like, Right. We will sit in the cinema for three hours and watch something we enjoy. Focusing on the time just seems so, so silly. And you're just winding up the people that are loyal and are are hanging around and are want to see all of that stuff. Do you you know how long the Super Bowl broadcast Oh, usually is two and a half days. <laughs> like, it's long. I know it's long. So, I mean, I don't know the exact answer. I haven't done the research, but generally, you know, the actual Super Bowl broadcast and there's a bunch of pre-show and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But the actual Super Bowl broadcast is like a four to five hour, yeah. you know, kind of thing. How much conversation is there about the Super Bowl is too long? We need to shorten None. the Super Bowl. None, because you're just celebrating this game or this well, sport that's, or that's whatever. That's exactly like, the point I mean. It's <clears throat> celebrating the nation's probably most popular sport. Mm-hmm. We aren't celebrating the most popular films. You could argue that they're the best in quotation marks, mm-hmm. but you're not you're not talking about the films that have made the most money. Right. Which means not the most amount of people went to see them. So your audience is already small to begin with, and you're ostracizing even more of them by not having these categories. You need to add to the Oscars, Thank not you. take away. That's it. I Make a five or six hour show. Yeah. Make more categories. Stick the Marvel stuff in the middle put, so people have to sit through put, the other bits. Do categories for genre. Do more yeah. like genre categories and be strict about what's included in them. Mm-hmm. Don't do category fraud so that we're voting for like, you exactly. know, uh-huh. uh, Cyrano in, you know, best comedy or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Like uh-huh. in that. And again, that's a funny movie, but that's not what the genre no. would be about. Free Guy would be nominated in best mm-hmm. comedy and whatever. Yeah. Stick Endgame in best adapted screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> But make it longer, add more categories, mm-hmm. honor um, stunt performers, yes. honor casting, honor voice work, honor, voice work, mm-hmm. honor digital performances, honor uh, best first time 
movie, you yeah. know, best debut from a director, mm-hmm. um, honor MVP who had the like the best year with the most project, yeah. you know, Andrew Garfield would be up for that this year. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Or Lin-Manuel Miranda. That's what I'm saying. Make an MVP award. Like, yeah. Expand it out. Do all these things and just make it this big old Sunday celebration. Started mm-hmm. at 2 p.m. or whatever. Maybe, you know, maybe you're dealing with having people in the room, like to do a show in the room. Mm. So maybe have the broadcast be without, you know, like a live audience there for mm-hmm. a while as you're celebrating these things. But I don't know that people wouldn't want to go hang it out. Just make for, it more fun. Yeah, well, it doesn't make it a stuffy thing that that lasts as long as it does. Anyhow, yeah, I get a little passionate about this just I because I just tell. think they're kill, they're killing the they're killing the Oscars, and, and they think they're, they're pushing think, it forward. Yeah, they yeah, really do. Um, they should hire us, <laughs> as is the case with most things. Indeed, uh, you should hire us. Anyhow, that was a nice little <laughs> bonus topic. That was great uh, for the that day. Would have been great for the pre-show. <laughs> In the members-only pre-show, we did talk about our favorite musicals. So, so if you do want to check that out, our Sif Pop members have access to that in your podcast feed. But I started all that to mention the Sposkers are coming. Yeah. Uh, if you are making your picks, uh, I am going to move the deadline up a little bit uh, just because I don't know when they're going to announce those awards. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to make sure that people have their picks in before any of the awards are sense. known. Um, so I am going to move the timing on that a little bit and just let you guys uh, know... Uh, what's going on there? So yes, go to sifpop.com. Just click on the Sposkers, and it will take you to the uh, choices for all the different awards. Get your picks in, um, and uh, and we'll go about that. I, I am trying to think about like the the live show that we do. Like, if if they do tweet those out, do we just mark those down and we we start you know kind of knowing? It kind of ruins a little bit of the fun of the, those beginning few awards, right? Yeah, like, no, so. you're right because somebody could get a massive lead. Yeah, right off the, the bat, show. it's just yeah. like. Oh, they're eight for eight in yeah. the small categories. <laughs> I think they might win. Like it could really, yeah, you know. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it all works. We'll just we'll we'll play with what other rules they mm-hmm. give us. I, I also really feel if 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 we're ready for another rant, maybe it'll just be an all rants uh, show, it. all awards rant show. I also feel like there is a place for these other award ceremonies, including my own beloved CCAs, mm-hmm. and I really mean beloved. I love being in the Critics Choice Association. I think they do really good work. And more specifically, I think the people that I meet in CCA are all passionate film lovers who really watch everything, really, you know, try to uh, make good decisions on this stuff. But these award shows, uh, even the CCAs, could do a better job at not, at instead of trying to be the Oscars, trying to be better than the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And it's something I see that's kind of in this weird thing that's in the mindset of a lot of these award shows. We have to predict the Oscar awards. Like, people will love us because we are the closest mm-hmm. to the ones that they award. Yeah. We're going to be a predictor or we're going to give a show that's similar to the Oscars. And I just think there's a real opportunity right now to show the Oscars how it's done mm-hmm. and to produce an award show that is fun and joyful and celebrates the year add some of these cool new categories that's the other thing i think most of the categories should expand double the amount of nominees mm-hmm. like there's no reason there shouldn't be 10 acting nominees yeah, in just whatever the volume of films that are yeah. coming out it's, it's gone it's, up so much especially as we get further and further away from gender mattering mm-hmm. in these awards at some point it is just going to be best actor it will. and it will include Without a doubt everybody Mm -hmm. you know it'll have to it will have to and at that point you better have 10 nominees Mm -hmm. like you know so it's 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 interesting just to kind of think why don't we uh as these other award shows do these things before the oscars Mm -hmm. instead of waiting for the oscars to do it and then we'll follow suit it's just like no make the better show yeah 
I'm not saying you could ever be as popular as the Oscars or as important to the culture as the Oscars. Um, but I am saying that you could have a lot of fun and people may find you and people who love movies may enjoy watching your show. Yeah. I think um, the CCA should hire you. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait. <laughs> All right, let's get into uh, the reviews for today. We're going to kick it off talking about Cyrano. My sole purpose on this earth is to love Roxanne. Does she know? The world will never accept someone like me and a tall, beautiful woman. We have no money. A clever marriage is your only option. I won't be rescued. I'm not in distress. Love, does that mean nothing to you? Children need love. Adults need money. I need something to die for. Cyrano de Bergerac dazzles everyone with his ferocious wordplay and brilliant swordplay. Oh. Wordplay itself. You got, mm, yeah. got wordplay inside swordplay. Got okay. It. Yeah. Uh, however, he's convinced his appearance renders him unworthy of the affections of the luminous Roxanne, a devoted friend who's in love Roxanne. with someone else. Uh, yeah, Cyrano. What did you think, Ian? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? I liked it. Bam in the middle. Liked it. All right. Straight liked it. Mm-hmm. I think that's about where I am as well. Maybe slightly on the low side of liked it. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I say that is I came away from it having enjoyed the experience. There were certainly many, many moments that I, that I loved in it. Um, But I didn't come away from it going, man, I can't wait to watch that again. Mm -hmm. You know, and there is something about that. So I do think that puts it on the, the lower musicals. Yes. Right. Yes. Because music rewatchability factor on good musicals is Mm -hmm. high. Uh Yeah. And just the fact that I didn't feel that with this uh, does Mm -hmm. mean something. Um, So yeah, I'd probably go with low side. I liked it. Why don't you kick us off? What are some of your thoughts on Cyrano? Um, So we, well, I mean, we started watching this together a few months ago. Didn't realize that it was a musical until somebody ardently started singing and breaking the fourth wall. Oh, it's a musical. It's a musical. That's fun. And I've got to say, I perked up a bit because I was like, oh, this was around my Tick, Tick, Boomer songs when I was like, I'm going to give musicals a try. And um, you ought to give musicals a try. I want to go. I don't (laughs) want to do this. And I love, love Peter Dinklage. I think he can do no wrong in movies and I I will watch pretty Mm -hmm. much anything he does. Yeah. but I had no idea this was like based on anything else. This was a film that had already been made, that it was based on a film called Roxanne. Totally ignorant of all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and where I come down is that I really, I like the performances. I like, the, the songs are enjoyable in the moment, but I couldn't tell you that I was humming them afterwards. Peter Dinklage, for the first two thirds, is fan- fantastic and just witty and wordy and mm-hmm. very, um, very, oh no, what's his name in Game of Thrones? Um, oh, Tyrion? Tyrion, thank you. It's all very Tyrion. <laughs> Brain, with, why are you failing? Where me? is it? I was like, he's not Tyrion. That's the opposite of what he'd want to be called. That's yeah, close. But how great he is with words and how articulate he is and mm-hmm. usually the most intelligent person in the room. Um, really enjoyable to get a glimpse of that again. But the story itself just irritates me. It, it's such a such a bad story. It's so hard to get behind mm-hmm. most of the people, most of the characters. It's... It, you don't have to have somebody to root for, but who do I care about? Because even by the end of it, no one's really a winner. I think Cyrano is, I mean, supposed to be the driving force here. Mm. We're supposed, we're supposed to feel for Cyrano, um, because of his self immolation Mm. and his, the way he is tied, 
uh, his value to his appearance and those kind of things. I think we're supposed to to root for him, but no, you're you're not wrong. Um, there's a, there's a lot of pathos to go around here, and I mm. think that's that's what the movie's driving force is supposed to be. It's just the emotion of poor decisions, mm. you know, bad moments, all those kind of things. Um, the love story doesn't work. That's no. that's what you're talking about. Yeah, I think that's, like, the, that's just the issue. love story part of it. Um, is 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 very icky especially through uh, uh you know modern eyes of mm-hmm. um stalking and and those kind of things and catfishing and essentially catfishing. Yeah, yeah yeah it's yeah it's catfishing yes exactly um should have called that zero knowing yeah i'm sure it would have caught Sirishing? i'm sure it would caught on perfectly it's just yeah. such an easy thing to say <laughs> um yeah no i'm with you on on all of that uh including the fact that the dinklage is astonishing Mm -hmm. in this movie and i think most of what i really like about this movie is his performance he's so good absolutely there is early on basically a a rap battle it's outstanding it's like eight mile and cyrano Uh Um, it's so good he eviscerates this guy and it's really really good and the stuff like that is is interesting to me and i enjoy um i just i just wonder if for me this would have been better if it was a little goofier, maybe. I think mm-hmm. there's because that rap battle has that. And then the rest of the movie is really self-serious. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Like I, I'm I'm not opposed to drama. I just I was kind of I, I wanted more of kind of that fun that I that I had the first few minutes. Well the last you know? third is utterly miserable. Right. And yeah. compared to the opening quarter that is goofy and funny and even when he first meets Roxanne and they have that, the first kind of re being reunited after all mm-hmm. of that time, that's kind of clumsy and goofy and fun. Mm-hmm. But pretty much from then onwards, it is just miserable. Yeah. It's, there's so little to grab onto that's, that's enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, what else do we want to talk about here? Were there any other performances other than, than Dinklage that you kind of wanted to, to bring out and talk, talk about Ben Mendelsohn? Um, yeah. Ben Mendelsohn's great. But again, I, love him mm-hmm. regardless he's always fantastic yeah. i think christian did a great job but the character of christian doesn't have a lot to uh, kelvin harrison christian i love kelvin harrison jr by the way he's fantastic. been in some really great stuff yeah but christian just doesn't have a lot to do like he is no. in every i know he's supposed to be a puppet but very very much so in this he, but he shouldn't feel so wooden w- empty mm-hmm. like he's just pa- he's a paper mache character yeah. instead of yeah, there's just there doesn't seem to be much agency there or anything that that he's doing. I would say, uh, by the way, since we're talking about Kelvin Harrison uh, Jr. and I mentioned he's in some good stuff, let me just give you a couple recommendations mm-hmm. uh, of Kelvin Harrison Jr. stuff that he's been in recently that you need to check out. He's Fred Hampton in Trial of the Chicago Seven. Oh, uh, of course, I have seen that. Does great stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in a movie uh, called Waves that not a lot of people have seen. Mm-hmm. It's really really good. Uh, Luce, another one, L-U-C-E, um, okay. where he plays uh, a kid at school who some people are suspecting is moving in a dangerous kind of uh, realm of like school shootery kind mm-hmm. of mindset. And other people, he means straight A student, that kind of stuff. So other people think he's, you know, and the movie is really great about not giving you all the answers mm-hmm. and that you could believe both things. And it's cool, loose. I like that. Loose is really great. I uh, highly recommend uh, loose as well. So um, just recently, he's just kind of uh, blasted onto the scene with that stuff. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. Um, I wish he had more to do here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And really ha- is it Haley or Hallie? Hallie Bennett? 
I'm not sure. Yeah, one of those. Um, yeah, great. I just don't like the character of Roxanne. Like she, and that's probably means she did an absolutely fantastic job of it. But I just there's a lack I'm of agency in that her. character too. That's yeah. really interesting because you would think the fact that she's making the choice is the agency, but the but the, way, the, yeah. the way the story paints her is she just, has no choice but to fall in love with his words and right. his body. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So. Yeah, I think I think I'm with you. Um, pretty much down the line, uh, the music is fine. I will mention it's done by the National, uh, which is a yes. band you may know of and love. I remember and that revelation? And I think they have a scene where they actually sing one of the songs uh, in this. And um, and I think that that does give the musical part of it this kind of thematic consistency. Mm-hmm. And doesn't and it doesn't sound like every other musical. Right. No, it so uh, I think I'd put that in the positive cat- positive I, camp. I remember thinking that unlike Hamilton, there's not like individual songs that you can grab onto. All of these songs are the narrative. Like they don't mm-hmm. they don't have the typical structure of verse, chorus, verse. They don't have the payoff. It's right. just a, another way of pushing the story forward, which is a right. fine way to do a musical. But mm-hmm. for me, as being musical adjacent, doesn't give me a lot to grab onto. It's like, oh, you could have done this quicker if you were talking. <laughs> well it's 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 almost more operatic right it's almost mm-hmm, more exactly. like speak singing yes. um in many ways uh like something like Les Mis would be or, mm. or something like that um but yeah I, I i understand what you're saying i still think the 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 fact that it has that consistent uh tone to it is is a good thing mm-hmm. uh anything else about cyrano that you wanted to mention um no it didn't sell me on musicals it didn't make me it's one of the strange um examples where my so for musicals in general my expectation will be very very low because i'm not a big musical lover mm-hmm. but this started off actually quite high and then fell down so it may have killed my soul <laughs> more than it intended to <laughs> but it's fine i just i can't see myself ever wanting to reach for it again yeah uh joe wright directed it mm. um i believe yes joe yeah. wright directed it you may uh you may know him from The Woman in the Window. Terrible movie that came on this Which I subject. liked. <laughs> so I terrible. liked that movie. Why is it? We're not talking about Woman in the Window. Uh, Darkest Hour. Um, I like that. I liked Darkest mm-hmm. Hour. I liked Darkest Hour. Um, Atonement, Pride and Prejudice, uh, Anna Karenina, <laughs> Pan. The terrible oh, Peter Pan no, movie. Oh, that yeah. was terrible. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, Joe Wright's a, a bit hit or Interesting. He's from your neck of the woods. I mean, it's why I follow him. That's <laughs> <laughs> why I'm so intimately yeah, familiar I'm so with so interested in his stuff. back catalog. Uh, no, I don't have a lot uh, more to say either no. about Cyrano. It really is just all kind of right there. It's a musical. It's it's Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Watch it because he's an incredible actor and he's going to be bringing something to the space in every mm-hmm. single scene. He delivers and those intellectual characters I don't think so, so well. I don't think you'll be disappointed you watched it. I no. just don't know that it's going to rock your world. No. Um, so that's where we'll leave that. Um, there we go. That's Cyrano. It mm-hmm. is in theaters. Uh, a very mild recommend from us. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sleep. I wouldn't drive 60 miles to find a theater that's showing it. No, um, I wouldn't fly 5,000 miles to <laughs> sit in Aaron's basement and watch it, but I did. <laughs> I would, I'd maybe spend, you know, Three ninety nine on a rental uh, at some point. <laughs> That'd be worth it. Yeah. Uh, it'll probably be streaming somewhere, I would imagine. Uh, all right, let's move on to the Music Man. 
There's certain words creeping into his conversation. Words like swell. And so's your old man. It's so, my friends. You got trouble. With a capital T that rhymes with P that stands for four. We've surely got trouble. Right in the city. Remember the main Plymouth Rock and the Golden Two-time Tony Award, Grammy Award, and Emmy Award winner Hugh Jackman will make his highly anticipated return to Broadway in what is widely agreed to be the greatest role ever created for an actor in the history of musical you theater. You are taking the mickey. <laughs> I don't know. I have no context. I don't know if you're joking or not. I hope you're joking. Professor Harold Hill in Meredith Wilson's beloved classic, The Music Man. Uh, no, I think that is... I, I did not write that. Okay. Um, I pulled that. So it's a really prestigious role it is, for it an is, actor to have. It is a very big role. Because, in you know this, because we went and saw it. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely a bravura-type performance. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you're in all the songs. You're doing all the dancing. Yeah. You're, you know, like, it is... It is a big deal. Um, so, yeah, we were in New York for the week mm -hmm. and got a chance to see uh, Hugh Jackman on Broadway uh, as a music man. Also caught Hamilton while we were there yeah, as we well, did. which Can was we talk amazing. about Hamilton? <laughs> <laughs> well, spoil so spoilers on where we're going here. Okay. Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? No, I'll surprise you. I was the high side of liked it. Oh, nice. That I does surprise really, me. really liked it. That yeah. does surprise me a little bit. Um Man, it is it is so hard in these situations for me to separate the analytical mm -hmm. how good was this from the experience. And I think that's Absolutely. part of that is part of the gig. That's part mm -hmm. of the fun. Um so I'm going with loved it. I'm going to mm -hmm. say low side of loved it just because uh because the actual material has flaws. Of course. But the Broadway part of it was astonishing. Yeah. Um. So like that's the that's the balance. You know the kind of the, that yeah. we're dealing with. No, you hit the nail on the head with why I'm in liked it and not just okay. If I mm -hmm. watch this in just on the like TV, if you watched Robert Preston in the in the movie musical mm. do this and just sat down in front of a TV and watched the yeah. movie musical, yeah, you'd be I, I would, low side of okay. Dislike it yeah, or okay. Right, yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. But the Broadwayness of it and Sutton Foster and uh, Hugh Jackman convinced me that I nearly loved this. <laughs> but yeah, my logical brain was like, Ian, you know you didn't. <laughs> Settle on liked it. I'll give you a high side. Um yeah, that that is that is the thing that happens. Um let's start with Sutton Foster mm. because she steals the show from yes. Hugh Jackman. Yes, she How does. How do you steal something from Hugh Jackman? Mm -hmm. But she does. And we will get to Hugh, and he's great. Mm -hmm. there's, there's that is not saying he is in any way bad, but she is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, she owns the stage. She brings a sense of humor to the role of Marion that I've never seen before, and I've seen several in you know versions of the Music Man mm -hmm. from high schools to colleges to you know the the musical, um, the movie musical, and I've never sensed. Marion to have that kind of comedic oh, interesting. energy to her and it's so good it's so funny it's very Mary Tyler Moore mm. like Dick Van Dyke era like there were times I swear she could have just gone oh Rob you know like <laughs> it was just she has a very Mary Tyler Moore energy to her and it's so perfect 
Um, she gives that character even more gravitas and agency than I've ever seen that character portrayed with mm-hmm. um, as, as uh, you know, um, poorly aged as the plot is, mm-hmm. you know, as far as, you know, falling in love with a swindler and just uh-huh. letting them, although there is something almost modern about the way she's like, I accept you for who you the are. The spin on it is really, that yeah. surprised me by yeah. the end. I was like, oh, she knows all along and loves him regardless. Uh-huh. It's still icky, but I'm glad it wasn't just. And that's it. That's, it, that's not something they changed. That is in yeah. the original text. That's, that's comforting to know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there there is something almost a little modern about that, but there still is like the, you know. The ickiness of chasing the woman and I will right. not be the manipulation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. Um, so, so yeah, despite that, she absolutely makes it work and uh, is so much fun. Everybody who is on stage with her is better mm-hmm. when she's on stage with them. She yeah. just it makes them better. And I just, I just became a huge Sutton Foster fan. She uh, feels like the lead. She, in every mm-hmm. single scene, she feels like yeah. she's the lead more than Hugh Jackman, which is, it's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. Um, and I, I wasn't too familiar with her, but I, she, she's a big deal, yeah, in, in Broadway, you judging know, by the awards and whatnot. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, but I will admit my own ignorance mm-hmm. uh, as well. Um, I had heard the name, mm. but not necessarily known where from. And I think that's because I'm almost sure I've seen her on TV or film mm-hmm. before, but that's my world. Yeah. But like... I want Broadway to be my world now. So yeah. if this podcast in the next year or so transitions, <laughs> beware people. I'm just, I just Broadway theater is just so much fun. It's and so there's so special. much to see. It's so hard to be disappointed, yeah. isn't it? When you yeah. see that spectacle, but yeah, I had no comparison because this was my first version of the music man I'd ever seen. Um, I knew it was based on a movie, but I hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I didn't have multiple versions of the character to pull from, but I can't imagine any better than what, than what she does she just the the cheer that she yeah. got when she came on stage was as big as when hugh jackman was revealed mm-hmm. I, we saw it on different nights but yeah um it was huge and yeah she dominates every single part of the show and she even the character seems to be in control of it like it's an active choice to expose him and then defend him mm-hmm. for right. the reasons that she gives the, the creepiest part is the your main character is chasing a woman and not taking no for an answer because yeah that's just what women do you're, you're well, supposed the, to ignore the first 10 no's there's an entire song called the sadder but wiser girl yeah you know, that's, oh my goodness <laughs> that, that was the one part was like i can't like this <laughs> yeah yeah it's not okay for me to be enjoying right this. yes yeah exactly uh so you can't redeem him quick enough for this to be okay there's not <laughs> enough for the there's show not left. enough there's not enough time left to uh-huh. actually unless you do a 20 year time jump um yeah this is not okay uh i we will talk about hugh jackman's performance uh, i'm sure people are curious um i thought he was great mm-hmm. uh i thought he was um kind of a an astonishing look at what was going on there i really felt like that that performance was was interesting and fun um I do feel like there there is almost a disconnect between his general uh, ambiance mm-hmm. and this character. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but it was no. The, I think it does. The the one thing it was like, and and maybe that's not fair to him, but I was just like, man, I don't know that you fit this character exactly. But he makes it his own. He has fun with it. So, almost not you know. slimy enough. 
Was yeah. it too wholesome? Too too much of it? And maybe that's you're choice. rooting for him straight away, like yeah. in me, because you. And this is probably partially the unfair curse of being so so famous and then going on Broadway. I was watching Hugh Jackman uh, more than the character, and mm-hmm. it's so fun to to watch him dance and sing and be almost Hugh Jackman playing in a sandbox in a playground, mm-hmm. just having a great time. That it's it's quite tricky to critique the performance itself yeah yeah totally agree um so tell me how you felt about the the songs like aside from the message of the songs like the actual just like the the dancing the choreography like just the presentation of the because this is a big musical like Mm. there are there are numbers in this where they sing the song and then they dance for 10 minutes yes you know i prefer the dancing to the singing (laughs) but again that's the musical thing something about wells fargo Mm-hmm. Um, so there are some really fun songs that I remember, but um, I'm I'm so bad for latching onto songs and remembering them mm-hmm. after the fact, which is why Hamilton was so rare for me because immediately there's like four or five songs that you're yeah. humming when you come out of there. Um, but I could um, I had Danae next to me, and she recognised a lot of the songs without realising that she recognised a lot of the songs. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously a it's a it's a big deal. I think I'll yeah. have to watch it a couple more times, but. The choreography was astounding. Yeah. The way they used the entire stage, how Hugh Jackman leads every single dance. Um, mm-hmm. I came out of it wondering why the con wasn't teaching people to dance instead of <laughs> conning them into buying musical instruments because right. he has that skill. He could give dance lessons without being a con man. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, well, which songs like... Do you remember and jump well, out for you? And- the big one, the big like showstopper is usually Trouble in River City, you mm. know, um, about the pool table and how he gathers yeah. the town around. And that's con- great. The very them. first one. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Um, that's the showstopper. But then you've got like Shapoopy and <laughs> <laughs> that was just a bit dumb. <laughs> it is. It is a bit dumb. But I do like the, um, what's the really emotional one that she sings about the mountains and love was there all along that he doesn't mm-hmm. return to later mm-hmm. i enjoyed yeah. that i just can't remember what it is yeah and there's that moment where they're singing lines from two different songs and then yes. they switch oh yeah. man she starts singing about the trombones yeah it's so i don't yeah. know if it's a fourth wall break but yeah. it feels like it i don't know if you're talking about good night my someone um but that yes is, i think that's okay it, yeah but yeah no it's um yeah Put the ickiness to one side. It's good. It's always coming <laughs> well, back. To, they well, shouldn't no, love right. each other. Well, but there's also this thing in a song like that where it's like, and I, I get the romanticization of this, but there there is that element of you know that someone is out there for me, even mm-hmm. if I don't have a name for it. It's like this this thing that pop culture has put on this mm-hmm. idea of coupling up and this idea of there's you know, lots of someones. It's not just one of them you're hoping to stumble across. Well, there's, and it's also there could be and, any number. And, and and God forbid you be single. Yeah, you know, maybe for your entire exactly. life. Like, you could it, just be a happy librarian. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there is that element of it, too, where it's just like, oh, OK. I, yeah. But I mean, I also get that that is something that, you know, um, certainly dominated the idea of oh, what it means sure. to be human for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, any other thoughts on the Broadway musical version of Music Man? There's lots to say, but. Yeah. Let's talk about you crushing my dreams. Oh, yes. Let's talk uh-huh. about that. Yeah. This so, is an inter- interesting experience. Mm-hmm. Ian, why don't you kind of set the stage for, for what's happening here? Um, so we watched it on different nights because yes. of just 
some important family thing happened to Aaron. <laughs> like a wedding but, or something, yeah. Yeah, it meant he'd rather do that than spend time with us, um, right or wrongly. Fair. Yeah. But, so we watched it the night before, and there was a, by far and away, the funniest, biggest laugh, biggest round of applause that there was the entire night was towards, like, kind of the the opening of the the second part after the intermission. Sutton Foster pushes Hugh Jackman away, and it is so, such a hard push. He nearly hits the deck. He recovers, and then does this sort of kind of dance and wiggle thing, and kind mm-hmm. of shimmies back over to her, and mid-line, she stops and just breaks down, and she covers her face, and they stop for like three minutes, and they can't continue, and eventually mm-hmm. they stumble through the rest of the lines, and Hugh Jackman's like, you okay? And they deliver these really sincerely sincere lines, but through like laughter and mm-hmm. they're, they're just completely broken and we all looked at each other and were like oh that was great they they, mm-hmm. they messed it up and yeah. only after the fact did we think maybe was it staged no because, you don't stage something no, like that because <laughs> it was genuine it was it seemed so great there's no way they could be acting um <laughs> until aaron so we asked aaron ahead of time we didn't preload it we just said no no, no. when you didn't tell do me. you let us know if you had the same character break. And, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah, I bore the bad news. That is absolutely yeah. planned. That is the that is a planned break. Uh, mm. I don't know what they... I don't know if there's a technical term for this on Broadway or on stage. Disappointing. But, <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a beautiful philosophical conversation to have here. But before, yes. before we get there, um, this is something that that is done occasionally mm-hmm. is the idea of and of course the psychology of it is you give your audience something they feel is their own and yeah. so they're so they're invested in it in an even deeper way like it becomes like and it works it, it becomes funnier worked. it becomes more amazing yeah. and then the one two punch of that especially in the scene where they do this here is mm. it leads into a serious moment yes. in between them where a, a real fulcrum of the plot is happening as he is uh, understanding he may actually love her Mm. and that's right after this and so what it does is it takes that oh we're all family now we're all laughing together now this is our experience and then straight into something serious and it makes that serious turn even more like chill bumps Mm -hmm. you know kind of thing because it's like oh yeah i'm with you and it's it's perfectly executed it's perfectly planned and it happened the exact same way in my show two nights later unbelievable (laughs) it just and it it works because statistically what happened to us isn't going to happen like you the majority of the audience will be one and done and not see it again. I, I would love to interview them about this and kind of mm-hmm. see how this came about. My guess is it may have happened naturally the first time and they liked how it felt. Mm-hmm. It may have been planned from the beginning because of how much it makes sense with that scene. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised about that either. I can see Hugh Jackman suggesting it and saying, I would like to during, do this to make during it my previews yeah. or whatever. Yes, absolutely. And I, my guess is in that moment, however it happened, the moment now is, you try to push me down as hard as you uh-huh. can. Let's see if you can get me. Mm-hmm. So there is a little bit element of there that it might be a little different. You know, maybe in one night she actually yeah, maybe he knocks him to down. the ground yeah. or whatever. You know, um, um, that's my guess is that that's yeah. the fun for them in that moment is he has told her you you give it to like you mm-hmm. try to knock me to the ground and I'll do my best to stay up mm-hmm. and then I'll you know goof around a little bit and we'll, we'll it's, break. It's so, so well done because he's he's almost like. Are you okay? Like, can we mm-hmm. carry on? Yeah. And it, yeah. because she is so, so professional and mm-hmm. is just Broadway and mm-hmm. he's 
Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. you kind of believe that this is, it's almost a relief for her to do something less serious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, they fooled me. Fine, whatever. <laughs> Still enjoyable. I, find it, I told you this when, when, I, when we started talking about it. It is weird for me because... I totally understand the human psychology of your feeling disappointed, of mm-hmm. you feeling like you know some, it to be mine. something was taken away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have that feeling. Maybe it's because I'm on the other side of it, and I, I was kind of looking for something you guys had said so they broke or something. Maybe that's it. But but I've also I also have had to deliver speeches or presentations or whatever to different groups and have landed. Uh, things that felt improvisational or mm-hmm. in the moment and done it time after time and yeah, had to huh? do it in a way that it felt in the moment and improvisational each mm. time and that's just you know I mean it's just good storytelling it's just good performance oh, it must be immensely satisfying yeah. for them because it's yeah. like you you mugs you all think that this is this is fake <laughs> no they wouldn't be thinking of it that way they maybe a couple doing their of the job. shows I, they're giving you a great time yeah. and I think what I compared it to was. Uh, it's not an exact analogy, but a fantastic one shot that you find out has cuts in it right. that are so well done, you can enjoy it as a one shot, but mm-hmm. a little bit of the technical magic is gone. And this is probably the reverse because technically- It is kind of the reverse. It's technically, bad. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's a bad thing, but it made it better. Yeah. Well, so and it's, technically, it's even more challenging mm, to pull that off yeah. than it would be just- uh, Than to just let it. the scene play on. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah fine I, <laughs> <laughs> well it was well done and uh and i and i do think Hugh has several of those moments where he lets his personality mm. shine through none uh in that same way as far as like breaking um you know having a, a a break but um but yeah he does he does make the performance his own uh, his dancing is astonishing yeah. he's such a song and dance man and i think you know if you just know him from wolverine it, it it's just so, so weird to know more. that now of course yeah. he had you know uh the greatest showman mm-hmm. on the big screen where he was able to show you know yeah. his, his song and dance capabilities but um yeah i'm a, I'm a big jackman fan i think i yeah, think he does great work best. and he's great um you know being that close and and kind of seeing the work that he's doing especially mm-hmm. in the dancing or whatever you were super close you were yeah right there. i was third row center mm-hmm. and um you know, there are pros and cons, mostly pros, uh, mm-hmm. with being up that close. But, um, but yeah, he was killing I think it. I get spat on quite a bit. <laughs> Especially by Winthrop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, as did the cast. Um, but that's intentional. Uh, anything else you want to say about the Broadway show, Music Man? Um, no, I, I just... Man, Broadway's special. We're mm-hmm. not going to be the first people to say <laughs> that, but... I I'm I would almost love to talk to somebody that has a bad time watching a Broadway show because mm-hmm. there is the just the location the event of it the, mm-hmm. the the atmosphere of all of it you can't switch that for anything else mm-hmm. um I, I watched Aladdin a few years ago and it wasn't great because I was comparing it to Lion King mm-hmm. which is just on another level but I still had a great time with it it's still a spectacle um so I, I think we should talk about Broadway more and plays in general. That'd be nice. We'd have to go to Broadway more. We would. Let's just move to New York. I hear it's affordable. No, cost of no. living's a little bit different My than My goodness, than is it just southern Missouri? Eating in New York is so difficult. So expensive. Oh man. Yeah, I cannot imagine. Mm. Finding like a little tiny 200 square foot My closet goodness. that yeah, you live no. in for $1000 a month or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. No, no. Wild wild stuff 
Uh, all right, there you go. That is the Music Man on Broadway. Before we head on to the best ever challenge, just a reminder uh, that you can be a member of Sift Pop uh, at Patreon. Patreon.com slash Sift Pop uh, if you want to do that. And members get all sorts of fun stuff. You can check out the different perks at the different levels. And there are uh, ad-free podcast feed that's your own. You also get the bonus podcasts uh, in that podcast feed at a certain level. Um, so, yeah, go check that out. It's at patreon.com slash Thank you so much to our current Sifpop members who make this possible. Uh, we'll let you know also there's some Sifpop.com uh, web stuff uh, happening this year um, that's going to, I think, be really fun. So we'll keep you up to date uh, with that as that stuff happens. Um, but yeah, go to patreon.com slash siftpop uh, to check all that stuff out. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's move into the best ever challenge. And Ian and I are now joined by Andrew Ormsby, hey. who is joining us. Hey! For the show he is. Today. Here's my quick two-minute review of Cyrano. <laughs> I didn't like it. It wasn't for me. Uh, the first time we see Cyrano where he's like uh, accosting the, the the play guy, uh, that was my favorite part of the movie, and it just kind of went downhill from there. Um, That's almost exactly what we yeah. said. <laughs> really? Yeah. I think we liked it a little bit yeah. more A little bit more. You, yeah. But yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Like what we've said before, it, it's a movie that's not for me. Yeah. You know? Totally. Uh, uh, I don't know if you said at the beginning of the show why I wasn't here. There was a construction crew clearing some trees and stuff out of people's yards that we had an ice storm here not too long ago. So there were chainsaws and whatnot going on, and uh, but they left early. So I'm here now. Nice. And I haven't seen Music Man, the movie, or the Broadway show. So. Well, there you go. There you go. Don't bother with the movie. Watch it on Broadway. <laughs> it's <laughs> yes. our review. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move into the best ever challenge. We're going to do in honor of Cyrano, best ever movies that end in the letter O. Uh, so let's go from number five to number one. And uh, feel free to trump anything that someone has higher. Ian has already indicated that he is stretching <laughs> this category beyond belief. Especially which, with my honorable mentions. Which I don't understand because there are so many good choices. There are so many good choices that in I this category. Seen, oh, is what right. I realized. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Ian, you get to start us off. What is your number five? Um, number five, uh, it was one hour photo. Um, and ah, just a movie, movie that I really, really enjoy. Now, there's loads of these... Uh, films that end and know that I hadn't seen so this probably wouldn't make most people's lists but this was the first time I watched Robin Williams be not Robin Williams and uh -huh. just creep the socks off of me uh -huh. um, what a great great performance um, great little thriller as well just love this movie 
Yeah, one hour photo's good. I haven't watched it in a long time. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a good choice. Mm. Uh, Andrew, what do you got at number five? Uh, at number five, I have American Psycho. Nice. Good choice. Yeah. Christian Bale doing some creepiness here. Uh, every single time I see this movie, which it's not one that obviously I put in all the time because it's not that type <laughs> this of movie. Is not a, this is not a movie you watch on repeat. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> exactly. And if you do, well, let's not be friends. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But every every time I have seen it, I come away with a lot of questions. Like, what is this movie trying to be? And I say that in a good way because... It works on many levels. It works on a metaphorical level, like is he of the representation of the upper class, you know, you know, and is it like a metaphor for like, you know, you know the the upper classes attack on uh, lower lower incoming? Is it just literally about a psycho? Is it about so many things? And I think that a movie like this, which is still captivating on its own, yet has possibly so many things to say, is. Really, really well done. I I should read the book because apparently people say the book is a lot different than the movie. Uh, yeah, um, you know, people won't be surprised to know that I haven't read the book, <laughs> uh, but I have. Yeah, I, Aaron doesn't know how to read. We've established. Uh, this I have seen the movie, and um, it's it's beautiful satire. It's really dark. It's really terrifying. Um, yeah, and it's even more terrifying that there are people out there that don't take this as satire and that see this character as some sort of hero um but um but yeah it's, <laughs> yeah that's wild. i've never met a single person who w- walks away going you know i think patrick bateman is a really stand-up fellow mm-hmm. you know yeah never met one of those yeah. people don't wish to uh my number five is that thing you do um comes in uh. at my number five uh it is uh the only entry into my top five <laughs> that isn't uh one of two themes so i won't give those away yet but i think i can oh. guess what the themes are <laughs> there are two themes to my list today uh-huh. and uh, this is the only movie that doesn't fit those two themes nice. um so yeah the thing you do is great uh tom hanks is so fun this has one of the best ever song you know fake songs within a movie uh that feels like an absolute real song um so yeah, I love 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 this movie. Lots lots of fun. Pretty sure it's a real song after the movie. Well, after the movie, yes, it, it became a real song uh, <laughs> once they wrote the song. My brain hurts, but it feels like there are plenty. <laughs> there are plenty of uh, movies, TV shows, whatever that are like this is a hit song. You're like that would never be a hit song. No, exactly. You, you uh-huh. listen to this song, you're like, oh yeah, that would be a hit song. And then strangely enough, it became an actual hit song. So who, who knew that, how that works? It's weird how that works. Uh, but yeah, I really like that thing you do. So uh, definitely one to Good check pick. out. Uh, that's my number five. Number fours, Ian. What do you got? I have Encanto, which is a nice recent yes. pick to slip in. Um, yeah. yeah, I didn't like it the first time I watched it. Um, uh, rewatched it a few times, and I really, really like it now. Um, the story that I thought was a bit too basic is kind of perfect for the message that um, they want to they want to send out. I got really hooked up on the fact that Mirabelle doesn't have a power at the end. And I know I shouldn't. I know I shouldn't. That's kind of that's one of the beautiful point. things about the movie, though, I, yeah. I think. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And it is. And the songs have grown on me. Now, this is is a musical. This is a musical. <laughs> it's a musical. It's where the songs have just absolutely grown on me. Um, the Louisa song is so... Is Louisa, Louisa? Yeah, the one that's really strong. Yeah, yeah, so powerful. So powerful. It has such a message to everybody that's under that kind of pressure 
Um, it that's the tick 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 tick, tick yeah tick, yeah. Carrying the weight of the stop. world. Oh, yeah. So, so drip, good. Drip, drip, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and the fact that she's the only one actually doing any legwork for the entire village. Everyone else is just popping out plants and shape-shifting. But um, <laughs> it's just a really, it's really fun. And I, I would recommend giving it a rewatch if you were like me and did not like it. In general, if if you're popping out plants, probably should get that checked out. You should. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, 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 that's wise. Especially that's... cactus. <laughs> Yes, especially. You'll know about it. Uh, Let's see. Andrew, what's your number four? Number four. This is Apocalypto. Yeah, I have that in my honorable mentions. Same here. (laughs) What a crazy movie. It's unique, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's unique. And uh, would would you consider this a foreign language film, even though it, it was pretty much made... Like here, That's not in the U.S. But yeah, it's a foreign yeah. language film. I mean, if you're going just by the yeah. definition of, you know. It's in a foreign language. Yeah. It's in a foreign language. Like. <laughs> yeah. But directed by Mel Gibson. And if there's one thing that Mel Gibson, for all of his faults, I guess you could say, the man no- has a visual eye. And whenever it comes to violence, he can do it in a way to where it is still, you know, atrocious and horrifying to look at but it's not gratuitous and unnecessary all of the violence in his movies i feel serves a purpose to you know uh, hit home a sense of reality like if you look at like the second half of hacksaw ridge you know that's when like you realize oh oh yeah i forgot we were in a mel gibson movie for a second because mm. everything was happy go lucky with andrew garfield and and boot camp um and then, of course, Braveheart. I think this movie is so fascinating because it's such an intimate story in a completely foreign environment. Normally, whenever you have a movie like this, where it's like where the majority of your audience is totally unfamiliar with uh, like the area or the culture or anything like that, filmmakers have a tendency to, you know, try and world build, you know, to like, you know, expand everything. But I think that Apocalypto is just very intimate and confined. Like you see the Mayan, it was Mayan, it wasn't Aztecian, I can't remember. I think it was Mayan. But you see these, uh, you see like the temples and the pyramids and everything that they've built, but they don't spend a lot of time. Like it's just there. It's all about, uh, I forget his name, I think it was, uh, Panther was his name or something like that, uh, the main character, but everybody in this movie, I can't believe none of these people went on to star in like major, major motion pictures because everybody was stellar in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely stellar. No, I really like Apocalypto. I think it says some really important things about humanity, and I think you're right about the violence thing. I think what it is, is there's a real intent to show violence for how visceral it really is. Literally yeah. viscera, mm. you know, yeah. literally visceral. Um, and it doesn't it doesn't do it to be, in my opinion, and maybe some would disagree, I don't think it does it to be titillating. I don't think it does it, you know, for some sort of, you know, shock reaction. It does it because that's what that would actually look like. This is a real world, um, and yeah. I think it, it grounds the movie in some, some interesting ways. I just think it's an incredible story too. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a rare bird mm. uh, apocalypto yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's, it's crazy that a movie like this can have the same amount of like 
violence and, like you said, viscera as a movie like Hostel. Mm-hmm. But Hostel is torture porn, right. whereas this is a historical look on what might have actually mm-hmm. gone down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, my number four begins the thematic uh, category of Hitchcock movies with Psycho uh, in it, my number four. Um, the thing about Psycho that a lot of people forget, because it's it's certainly looked at as a classic and people kind of know uh, what it is, is that when this movie came out, it absolutely changed movies um, because Hitchcock did a thing with um you know casting a star that is killed off like within the first 20 <laughs> minutes of the movie the people blew, blew people's minds um <clears throat> the way he used sound in this movie is so different um because he doesn't score it as much as use like sound effects as a score we all know like the you know the in the dun dun Dun, dun, you know, like that kind of stuff. But it's <clears throat> it's just it's really interesting the way he has he has chosen to do that. The black and white thing is purposeful here. Um yeah. which, you know, it didn't it didn't have to be black and white, but he wanted uh to be able to show some things he knew he couldn't show in color, and so he uses black and white. Um chocolate milk. Uh yeah, he used chocolate syrup for blood. <laughs> um the first is this right? I could be wrong about this. I think it's the first movie to actually show a toilet <laughs> in the movie. That's funny. Wait, what? <laughs> that would not surprise me. <laughs> so yeah, just it's just it's interesting how uh, you know how how culture has changed, but um, but just really astonishing horror work, suspense work here. Um, absolutely. Uh, speaking of Broadway, you know, and um. Anthony Perkins was a big Broadway star doing all sorts of stuff, slays this role, literally, uh, and ends up typecasting, can never, you know, get movie roles again. And it's just like, that's how good his performance is in this. Um, but yeah, Psycho is is absolutely that astonishing. Is one on my list of shame. Yeah. It's a bizarre one. I've just never okay. never got around to watching. All right. So we know what we're doing after the podcast. But yeah. Immediately. Great. Good. Let's do it. Do I need to drive on over? We're going to have a watch party. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. On to our number threes. Um, yes. Ian, what do you got? I have Fargo. Yeah, good choice. Good I choice. love this movie. It's so, so much fun. Speaking of violence. Speaking of violence and quirkiness and bizarre things. And wood chippers. And, and wood, wood chippers. And wood chippers. Uh-huh. Yeah. It is. It's just one of those movies where minute to minute, you don't know where you're going. And you don't know what's going to happen next. Um, you don't know where it's taking you. By the end of it, you don't really know what story it's told. Um, it's just <laughs> so original. Um, so, so much fun. Um, Cohen's just blowing my mind with just original original storytelling. And um, yeah, absolutely love it. It's probably my favorite Steve Buscemi performance as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's the right amount of Buscemi. But yeah. yeah, absolutely love it. And just, I could have just as easily, if I'd been allowed, recommended the TV show as well because it somehow is... It, yeah. Fo- f- the first season absolutely follows the theme so, so truly and mm-hmm. so, um, yeah. such a such a good sequel. Uh, good choice. Very good choice. Um, I think the, the, the Coens are another uh set of directors who really have an interesting way they use violence and they mm-hmm. do it purposefully and yeah. it has a comedic tone 
uh, to it. So yeah, that's that's interesting stuff. You're being really good so far, Ian. These are Thank all you. legitimate in letter O. No, no, endings. they are. It's, yeah. it's honorable mentions where oh, well, I'm being mean. Men- Listen, oh. you can stretch as much as you want in yeah. honorable mentions. Oh, okay. oh, you yeah. can mention Saving Private Ryan. We only, we only, yeah, we mention. only veto okay. stuff that's in the top no, you, five. You'll be so. fine with my. I okay. wish I'd really put all my honorable mentions <laughs> in there. <laughs> Andrew, what's your number three? Uh, just real quick and on Fargo, that scene with uh, William H Macy being interrogated by Francis McDormand is like one of my favorite. Oh, yeah. So good, ever. yeah, yeah, it's that's so awesome. It's, yeah, uh, my number three. This is where I'm going to tell you guys to get off my lawn with Grand Torino. Definitely in my nice. honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I hate to be that. I'm going to say it, and I know it's none of my business, nor do I have any say in this, but I think this is the film that Clint Eastwood should have hung his hat on acting-wise for yeah. the end of his career, because it's 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 just, you know, it was the perfect time to say, you know what, I'm going to hang it up. I can still direct movies, but, you know, I think acting's done for me. It's it's just not good anymore, for as much as I love Clint Eastwood. Uh, this movie's crazy. This movie's racist. This movie is all the things that you would have content warnings about, but I still love it to death mm-hmm. because it is all of those things intentionally. You know, it's there's a purpose to it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a, a a man from a bygone era trying to survive in a new world that's been thrust upon him. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, great story, great acting from Clint Eastwood. Not so much everybody else, but you know, good movie. What's the other? off my lawn film that he did where he's he's not he hasn't got superpowers he's just a <sighs> what was it i don't think clinish has ever been a superhero no but he's in gran torino he's basically like way more he gets away with a lot more than he should it's another one. Oh well in cry macho he beats the crap out of like some gangsters and i'm like yeah you're 95 years old how are you taking on some 20 year olds are you talking about his also- his uh threesome in the mule uh, no. is, is his superpowers? Oh, no, that was, that was pretty. That was some well. superpower. Yikes. Two. He had two threesomes. <laughs> That's right. Goodness. Let me direct myself into two threesomes uh-huh. as a ninety-year-old. Yeah. Man. No, there's one where he's just a resident somewhere, and some kids are pushing him around, and he's trying to defend the neighborhood. Are you sure you're not thinking of Gran Torino? I might just be thinking of Gran Torino. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I may well be. Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. My number three. My number three is the other theme for me this week, and that is Coco in the, mm-hmm. the Pixar theme. Um, Coco is one of those Pixar movies that I think, when all is said and done, will be looked at uh, in as top tier Pixar. Um, I think it came out at a time when people were ready to kind of be done with Pixar mm. and just kind of like on a public consciousness level of, you know, oh, okay, the good days are gone, you know, kind of thing. I guess I'll just be making movies. But this is so solid. The emotion is so incredible. Um, Remember You is one of the most <laughs> powerful moments I've ever seen in a movie theater uh, when he sings uh, to his grandma. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it, this is just a powerful, powerful movie and I really enjoy it. It's also gorgeous and beautiful and funny and amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Good stuff. And another one I have not seen. There you go. I think we're going to have a, an afternoon, aren't we? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yep. Could happen. Could happen. Uh, all right. Uh, number twos. Uh, number twos. Yeah. What do you got, Ian? Um, uh, me, I have got, this is where, um, I'll just sit down finding Nemo. <laughs> I might try to you. Yeah. <laughs> On to you, um, Andrew. Yeah. Andrew, what's your number two? 
Well, I think we know what Aaron and I's number one is yeah. now. Um, uh, my number two is Memento. Trump! Oh, oh nice. cool. Nice, nice. Very cool. Uh, Aaron, what you got? My Hitchcock theme comes in at number two. Uh, Vertigo uh, nice. is is yeah. my number two. Um, I think I just need Not to north watch. North by Northwesto. <laughs> We sh- I should finally do that that Hitchcock marathon. We're gonna I've been have to threatening. I'm, so I'm wondering yeah. if I've seen any Hitchcock films. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah, the one with Clint Eastwood where the kids are pushing. That's the around. one. I've seen that. That's the Definitely. one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, just an incredible, incredible um, look at uh, paranoia, at um, the idea of. Uh, denial and um, there's so much going on thematically here that it's easy to uh, forget how gorgeous this movie is and how incredible the performances are. Jimmy Stewart's probably, in my opinion, his most nuanced role um, in his widest uh, role that he ever played. Um, He's playing outside of type here. Uh, This is not somebody at the end of the day that you're going to come away from this movie thinking, oh, I like that guy. Let's hang out with that guy. Um, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, this is... Harvey. This is is also Hitchcock dealing with a lot of his own demons, too, um, because there's meta-contextually a lot of stuff here about this character dressing up women... You know, to look like his ideal that, you know, Hitchcock himself has, has admitted uh, and many historians have have, you know, dug into how that's what it was like for him with actresses, you know, that he was always, you know, trying to dress them up to look like his ideal and, you know, uh, and was not um, very nice to them at all. Uh, and so it's it's interesting that I, I wonder how much of that was textual for Hitchcock in this movie and how much was subconscious um but um but there's definitely some metatextual stuff in here as well that's that's really really interesting um the soundtrack is one of the greatest ever uh just absolutely genius level stuff uh, all around in in vertigo so uh that is my number two nice. uh number one number one yeah so no surprises this is where i'll have memento oh nice yeah yeah i love this movie um i only watched yeah. it for the first time last early last year yeah i was doing mm. uh, i was watching through everything nolan um did including um following which is weird um but yeah memento is so good probably man one of the most unique ways to tell a story i've ever seen um until the next yeah. nolan movie. until the next <laughs> nolan movie comes out and then until the next nolan movie comes out um yeah, yeah absolutely almost impossible to follow the first time round, and nolan doesn't really apologize for that um and that is also the, the, that the, is next also movie. the theme of the next movies yeah. yeah but it's great it's so so clever it's beautifully put together it is understandable it just may take a couple of runs through mm-hmm. um uh not guy Ritchie. <laughs> no that no, is guy pierce definitely not guy pierce, guy pierce. A, absolutely brilliant um, yeah, no, it'd be I interesting to see a Guy Ritchie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. he'd probably not pull it off. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, he kind of has the, uh, the if just a lack of British, like super thick, you know, British accents, mm-hmm. you know, it's the perfect Guy Ritchie yeah, movie. Yeah, that'll do it. Just, no, yeah. No, I'm right there with you. I love Memento. It's a... Uh, it's such a great movie. Uh, uh, this was actually the first Nolan movie I think I ever saw. I think it was. 
I, I may have seen Insomnia before, but I don't think so. I think I saw this one first. Uh, Insomnia is a weird one. Easy. It's a very weird one. Speaking of another uh, Robin Williams serious role. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I'm right there with you. I love, uh, I love, 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 love Memento. So, yeah. Aaron, you and I, we got the same number one. We do. Um, it is Finding Nemo. Uh, yeah. I've talked about this movie many, many times. It is <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, my favorite Pixar movie. Yeah, I, and I think rightfully so. It's just so full of joy and mm-hmm. amazing characters. The story is so propulsive and full and adventurous and somehow manages to keep its B-plot uh, up front and also interesting and fun and has its own set of amazing characters. Um, yeah, I, this is... This is just great storytelling, mm-hmm. just pure and simple, yeah. just incredible storytelling, and um, and then you've got like all time performances from like Ellen DeGeneres uh, and Albert Brooks. Although it's calling it Albert Brooks is all time performance, I know he has some spectacular performances, but it's just he's so perfect mm-hmm. for this character. Oh yeah. Um, so you think you can do these things, but you just can't, yeah, Nemo. Yeah. I've I've recently uh, ref- I make the same face Ian every single time. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've uh, I've recently started saying that to one of my children, but reversing it and just saying, "You think you can't do these things, Nemo? But you can." <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> so um, I I like that you took that as sweet and that I was encouraging them as opposed to just wanting them to do their laundry. Oh right, um, yeah, no, I thought it sort of as a motivational thing, like. Particularly difficult right, poop right. in the morning. I appreciate that that yeah. view, but no, it's it's no, more do your you damn know, laundry. Yeah, pick up yeah. your clothes. Stop being a terrible yeah. person. <laughs> you think you can't do it, but you can. That's right. That's right. Be the little engine that could. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, any thoughts from you two on Finding Nemo? Uh, yeah, it's great. It's I think we've talked about it a million times. Yeah, yeah it's so. fantastic. Totally. All right, let's get into our fun honorable mentions. I'm starting with Ian because I want to know okay. how you stretch the category. Let's go. Um, yeah. Okay, so. Now your your wording, Mr. Dyson, was letters that uh, movies that end letters. with an O. An O. It yes. wasn't the letter O. Okay. So I had the ring. <laughs> what? Before you die, you see an O. Uh, that so is that is end, beyond a stretch. That ends is with an O. <laughs> um, three hundred. And uh, hasn't <laughs> the th- the three O O three O O. 300, that's definitely, it's there. I mean, maybe if there was like a 90210 movie where they actually say O, but that's the 300. 300. It's <laughs> how we say, it's how it was released in England. As, oh, it's it the was, 300? It was, it was actually 30 O. 30 O. Got it, yeah. Um, Looper. Looper? What are you even talking about? Well, the loop ends, like, it ends with an O because you close no, the loop. No, you yeah, now you're looper. just being silly. Now and, you're just being silly. my personal favorite was any Bond film, they usually end with an O. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, that has been the comedy stylings of uh, Ian Whittington. Uh, <laughs> Andrew. God, the ring was pretty good. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, Andrew, what are some more uh, legitimate uh, honorable mentions for this category? Because there are a few. Honestly, I can't even right now. It's like <laughs> my brain just shut off. Uh, I, I did have some, uh, but uh, Sicario is the first oh, one. Oh, that that's comes a good one. I love both. I love both Sicario movies. It, it, they're great. Uh, man, I cannot think. You 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 <laughs> shut off my you. brain. I'm so sorry. So Aaron, I'm gonna. There's some I really love. Uh, Hugo is one. 
really, yeah. really like Hugo. That's a lot of fun. Uh, Argo, also mm-hmm. uh, a really fun oh, movie. Oh, Argo is so good. Uh, Casino, mm-hmm. uh, probably worth mentioning in this category. Towering Inferno. Uh, oh, that is good. Yeah. Is, uh, is worth a mention as well. Serpico, probably mm-hmm. also worth uh, a mention, uh, which I just recently saw for the first time. Uh, in Rango, I really enjoyed the movie oh, Rango nice. too. Johnny Depp as a lizard uh, CG movie. Hmm. So, yeah, nice. So those are my. Honorable I'm missions. sorry for breaking you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> was it the Bond thing that did it? Was that what pushed you over the it's edge? Just, it was. It was a culmination. It was just a of culmination everything. It was like a, of shattering. Yeah, yeah, that was a straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. Sort of. A sorry, thing, there you so. go. Now, is it is the movie? Kubo or is it Kubo and the two it's Kubo strings? and the two strings? Yeah. Okay. Oh come on! You're gonna like, push you look the up... definition. My goodness! <laughs> Play the game properly, no, Andrew. <laughs> no, like because you look it up in some places, it just says Kubo. Oh, interesting. But in other places, it says Kubo and the. Well, two Well, you strings, could do so Cujo. Sure. <laughs> you yes. Do... Yep. You know what? I could do Cujo. Uh, the movie made me afraid of Saint Bernards. Yeah. Yep. So that's 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 what that movie does. Uh, all right, let's move into our buried treasure. Uh, what is that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to make sure people know about? Andrew, kick us off. Hi. I'm going to go with a new show on Amazon. It just finished its first season, The Legend of Vox Machina. Oh, nice. You've seen it all. Yep, seen it all. Uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, Critical Role. Nice. As you guys know, I play a lot of D&D. And uh, people at Critical Role finally uh, were able to animate, you know, their stories from from playing D&D into an actual show. And it's amazing. It is so funny. These characters uh, that you've heard, heard, you know, just the voice acting for for years and years, finally seeing them animated and stuff just brings a whole new... Excuse me, a whole new level of like excitement and just fun. The show's hilarious. The stories are stellar as ever. I absolutely love it. Uh, it's it's definitely definitely for adults. So just because this movie is based around D and D, do not get confused and think that you're uh, <laughs> that your kids should be able. Sam Regal is present, death. therefore it is adult. Yes, it is exactly right. Yeah. So, yep, it's a uh, it's great. Very nice. Legend of Vox Machina on Amazon Prime. A little bit of a weird recommendation for me for my uh, buried treasure. I'm going to go with a place. um, And pop culture is maybe stretching the definition of pop culture. But I think at one point, almost everything in here was popular culture. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about going to the Met uh, in nice. New York City. Okay, um, cool. And the reason the reason I want to talk about it is because I knew it was a museum. I knew it was a great museum. I didn't realize how big of a museum mm-hmm. it is. And it is literally a place you could spend three days at and not see everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it is astonishing some of the history that is in that building. It is astonishing some of the beauty that is in that building. Um so big, big recommendation for uh, the Met in New York City. Um, Ian, you were Did there. Did you get dr- all mm. dressed up when you went? No. Just for kicks and giggles? No, no, no the gala no. wasn't on at that no, point. No, no, they weren't doing the Met Gala. No. Uh, yeah, it's it's stunning. And I the I really enjoyed the layout. The layout of it felt really organic as it took mm-hmm. you through time uh, and the, the themes within each period of mm-hmm. history as well. Um we had a very hearty discussion about modern art, mm-hmm. um, which is probably for another podcast, but Aaron <laughs> is wrong. Um, but it's great. It's so, so good. Um, there's a million things to do and see in New York, but that we're, of the museums, I would put that top of my list. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, Ian's wrong about the modern art thing, but <laughs> um, but uh, other than that, uh, just so you know which side which sides we're on, Ian uh, is angered by modern art because he doesn't believe it is art. Certain uh, examples of modern art. Certain examples mm-hmm. of triangles. Uh, triangles. My goodness. <laughs> Three upside down well, triangles. Well, I've not seen art. some amazing pieces of modern art. I saw a guy duct tape a banana to a wall. Not art, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I keep telling Definitively. you, the fact that it is bringing up that emotion in him makes it art. Uh, Isn't good enough. Not good enough. <laughs> not good enough. Uh, really enjoyed the Met. If you're ever in New York City, I think uh, it's like a twenty-five dollar donation per person mm-hmm. yeah, uh, to get in, and um, it is well worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my favorite experiences were seeing sketch artists who just go there to sketch sculptures oh, the room and was stuff. With them, it was great, and um, and I found that really beautiful. Um, so yeah, some really good stuff. I think there's only two pieces in the Met that I actually would pay to see, and that's. Uh, Washington crossing the Delaware and then the self-portrait the Van Gogh. Yeah, the mm. yeah. Yeah, there's there's uh there's some pretty great Dutch there's a great D- Dutch masters mm-hmm. uh thing that they've got going on right now that had some Vermeers and some some different things that I was really excited about, but yeah. But yeah, it's good stuff. Nice. There you go. Ian! Ian, what do you got? Um I had the opportunity to watch some films on the flight over here and I watched Godzilla King of the Monsters and The Father and I'm going to talk about the more exciting of the two The Father. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um yeah The Father um really really I wanted to watch this when it came out it's right up my alley. Um I am a sucker for films about mental health and Alzheimer's and um dementia and that end of the spectrum um because I know they'll kill me, and I know that they will make me feel things, but in a almost... Man, I, I don't know why heartwarming is coming to mind. I think it's the care. I think it's that you have to have such grace and forgiveness for what they're going through and just the toll that it takes on the whole family um, and how the, the people that... The, this person that doesn't recognize you anymore and... Um, is just falling apart. You still have to be there for them, even if they say the most hideous, disgusting things to you. Um, and it's finding that balance of entertaining them when you want to snap them back into reality and convince them that everything is is in their head, and they they somehow you feel like you can convince them into returning to, to normal. In quotation marks, yeah, the movie does it beautifully. Um, just yeah, it did such a great, great job. Um, not something to watch on a plane filled with people. When like, <laughs> I was about to o- say, are you okay? I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm okay. But yeah, brilliantly done. Anthony Hopkins is just an all timer. Yeah, he's just fantastic. Um, and as much as we all love Chad- Chadwick Boseman, one of you know the the whole shenanigans the Oscars did last year with trying to put that award mm-hmm. last and everything, mm-hmm. I really think took away from. Just the achievement of Hopkins' Great performance movie. there. It's you know, yeah. it's it's worth it's honoring. Fantastic. Yeah. Um Olivia Coleman is is unsurprisingly fantastic because she's just she's great in pretty Wait, much what? everything. Huh? She's good. She's good? What a surprise. Me? Huh? What? <laughs> yeah. Who is this lady? Um but yeah, he just stole it from me. I couldn't stop watching him. And that yeah. that final scene in the care home, my goodness. I don't know how Kills he me got time. through it. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a great film. Not for the faint of heart. What, great choice. What a brutal movie to watch on a plane. Well, honestly, after King of the Monsters, it was a relief. <laughs> hey, it's like you want to fight or something. You li- you're you in my town Bring now, it. son. I'll find Bring you. It. I'll find you. 
Ah, uh, well, there you go. That's the father. Uh, it is streaming on Stars. You can also uh, rent or buy it in most digital platforms. The Met is a museum in New York City, and the Legend. <laughs> of- <laughs> New York City is a city in America. <laughs> the Legend of Vox Machina is available on Amazon Prime. Uh, How much did you say a ticket to Met is? About twenty five bucks for a day pass. Yeah, yeah about twenty five bucks. Fifty if you buy the tickets on the wrong day <laughs> and have to buy it twice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is correct. Okay. That's correct. Uh, all right. Well, we did it, guys. Woo! We managed to do a podcast. Congratulations yeah, uh, to everybody involved. Um, we didn't even have to to sing uh, too much, uh, Ian, for you. So. I can't think of any songs. <laughs> uh, one day. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, thank you so much for joining. Wait, were you just singing Modest Yahoo? <laughs> I don't know. I think I was doing like Miz. Is it one day? Oh, okay. Is it someday? Someday, yeah. Someday, I mean, yeah. I think one day is the modest Yahoo and Akon song. Oh my, okay, nope, that's not what I was going for. <laughs> this is great. Well, either way, congratulations uh, on yeah. this being a musical episode now. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. Now. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Uh, huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out with us today. Uh, partly, but thank you, buddy. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, big thanks to producer Phil for producing the audio and video show. Thanks, Phil. And thank you to Ian Whittington for uh, being present. Being present. <laughs> traveling thousands and thousands of kilometers just for this show Mm -hmm. um anything you want to let people know about where do you want to send people i am i forget this every time i Mm -hmm. don't know and so yeah an englishman and and an irishman is on hiatus at the minute but there is a 90 episode back catalog that you can listen to um if you would like to talk like to hear me talk about captain's gosh dang it if you would like to hear me talk about Star Trek with Danae Hughes, um, we have a podcast called Captain's Pod that is also on hiatus, but coming back in a few weeks. So, yeah, there, there's lots of places you can hear me talk about things. So, basically, Ian has uh, destroyed and killed all of his podcasts. Yeah, They're anything all- vaguely successful, <laughs> I'm just not doing anymore. <laughs> Uh, appreciate you being on. It is uh, always good to have you on. Um, if you want to support what goes on here, you can do that at the Patreon. Uh, become a member of Sif Pop at patreon.com slash Sif Pop. Starts at three bucks a month. You can check out all the perks, including bonus episodes, ad-free ep- episodes, monthly video hangouts, all sorts of fun stuff. Find out all the info at patreon.com slash Sif Pop. Uh, really appreciate uh, those who have become members. That's really awesome. Thank you for doing that. Uh, lots of ways to connect with us. Feel free to comment or rate or leave a review at Apple Podcasts, or you can email us feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the show too. So make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than not getting spat on while Winthrop sings. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back next week with The Batman. Yeah. Uh, and some more stuff. So we'll see you then. A oh, Batman. A oh, Batman. Why did you say that name? (laughs) As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.